0: But change is inevitable, right? Like changes. And I think if I'm thinking of all of you that are still in this hockey life and you're traveling with your husbands or your partners and you've got young kids or you don't have yet kids and you're trying to hold on to your career or, you know, navigate what that's going to look like as you're creating this life together it's constant change like there's nothing so I think first of all just having the mindset and releasing that idea that it needs to be one way you know like because if I could go backwards if I could go backwards and tell myself you know like speak to myself a little more gently in those time periods when I was where you were I would say like just you know have fun like go with the flow a little bit trust the timing of your life
1: What gets us through this crazy hockey journey is our amazing community of women. Inspired by our online network, Breaking the Ice is a platform created to connect us even more as we share our stories, our passions, our tips, tricks, do's and don'ts for all things hockey, and so much more. For hockey expats, by hockey expats. So lace them up and tune in for a new episode every Wednesday. Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. Today I have Natasha Bell joining me, and oh man, I cannot wait for you guys to hear this episode. Her and her husband spent several years in the NHL and the AHL, but they also ventured over to Europe for several hockey seasons in Switzerland and Germany. I started following Natasha a while back when I started the Instagram page, and I just knew I had to have her on for an episode. I left our conversation... Honestly, just feeling so refreshed and at ease, and I truly think you'll finish feeling the same. She has an amazing blog, and I receive her weekly newsletters that are always filled with great tips and inspo. And some of you guys might recognize her also from The Little Ice Tribe. She's the owner, and a lot of you asked when it would open back up, so we definitely cover that in the episode. Natasha is also offering all of you listeners three months free to her monthly membership called The Thrive Society. It's a community of women and she checks in a few times throughout the week to see how you're doing and keep you accountable, share pieces of seasonal holistic health, drop new recipes, DIYs, mindset, and personal development tips, and they have a monthly live coaching call where you can ask her questions. So you might as well take advantage of that because that sounds so amazing and I feel like it's just the perfect time entering into the holiday season. You can find more information about this in the show notes. I hope you love this episode. All right, Natasha, I am so happy that you're here today. Just from following you on Instagram and reading your blog, you seem like such a positive light. And I'm really looking forward to just getting to know you more. So thank you for coming on the podcast today. Oh my gosh,
0: I'm so excited. Thanks for having me.
1: Of course. So I wanted to start off. Will you tell everybody just a little bit about your hockey story, your wellness journey, and just who you are?
0: Okay. Hold on tight. No, it's, 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 um, I think it's so fun to do chats like this because it's so easy to get caught up in the everyday and the, you know, looking forward all the time, but it is nice to sometimes reflect back um, mm-hmm. on what the journey has been. So, yes, my name is Natasha Bell. I'm, uh, I hail from a very small village in southwestern Ontario mm-hmm. called St. Paul's. We live about 10 minutes outside of Stratford. Um, my husband has now been retired from hockey for four years. I'm doing the math correctly. We have three awesome kids. Um, Our daughter Sloane is eight years old. My son Roman is six and Scarlett, uh, she is three now. So our life is really full and wonderful. Um, My husband now actually currently works on kind of the other side of hockey. He's working with the Arizona Coyotes now as director of player development. And so our life is, you know, in our time of being together over the last 12 to 13 years, a lot has changed. But if I kind of go backwards, um, I first met my husband, um, well, in elementary school. We both, oh my both lived <laughs> in the country. Yeah, it's so funny. It's such a funny story to tell. And I honestly, I'll try to stick to the Coles notes because it can feel a little <laughs> long sometimes. But we both literally like lived down the road from each other in this like really small, like rural setting. And our school, like our kids had gone to the school as well, too. Uh, like 200 kids, like it's a country school. Uh, So I knew him, you know, it's just small town life, like our families all know each other, but we didn't reconnect till later in life. I had originally gone to college in London, Ontario for broadcast journalism. That was kind of my first love. And um, so I kind of finished school. I took a leap of faith and took my first job in Timmins, Ontario. I don't know if anyone knows where that is, but (laughs) so far away, super north. And uh, in that time, he was playing in san jose and he we had kind of reconnected we literally started talking on the phone this is before either of us even really had like a cell phone. Um, So it was really like there was no none of this video stuff at the time. So we just really got to know each other over the phone. Um, And then on All Star Break, I went out to San Jose and got to know him um, in a very quick amount of time. It was a very memorable trip. Um, I took my cousin just in case things didn't work out the way we thought maybe. (laughs) I thought maybe just go to San Francisco. But honestly, it was like the best week of my life. I flew back to Timmins, Ontario. I was still working my first radio job at the time. And um, we continued to talk. And then eventually I just decided I kind of sold my whole life um, and moved back home, which was home for both of us because he would come back in the off season. And I moved in and I haven't left yet. So we've been married now for 10 years. Um, And then it was actually in that off-season that he came to Toronto. And that allowed me to actually, I was offered a job at a radio station in Toronto. I did like overnight newscasting. Um, It was so funny, but we had um, a bit of a wild ride for the next uh, few years. And it was a very interesting time. Um, You know, we got to know each other and we got to kind of be on Canadian soil, I was trying to figure out like what my place in all this was as we were dating and i wanted to still have my thing you know i think a lot of us can relate to that like wanting to have the work that you do um but it was around that time that we were in toronto that he kind of said to me too okay if we're going to be together there's not a lot of radio stations or tv stations in st paul's ontario it's like Mm -hmm. literally a town of like 25 houses So he's like, so what, you know, what would be your dream life? Like if you could choose anything you want to do, like, what do you want to do? I want to support you in that. And uh, at the time I loved, you know, I was an active kid growing up. I loved, I love food. I love nutrition. I loved sports. Uh, So I chose to go back to school while we were in Toronto. I went to the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition. I attended like in class. So I kind of quit my job. I went to school And then we ended up going overseas the next year. So we landed our first time overseas. We landed in Switzerland. So he played in Clotin. And oh my gosh, I like, I know you're in Europe right now. In my heart, I'm just like so envious in so many ways because (laughs) it was such a beautiful time for us as a couple and uh, for our young family as we spent more time there. But we loved Switzerland. Like we made so many great friends and had such a crazy, like, awesome experience there and it certainly at the time when we went there that's not what his dream was in his career at that point like it certainly wasn't but it just looking back now i can see where all of these beautiful pieces started to kind of come together for for us so in that time period i remember that first year being overseas being like okay well i just graduated like what do i do with my time we didn't have kids yet we were kind of planning our wedding um And then that's kind of when I started a blog. So because I was like, well, how is everyone at home, you know, going to know what I what I'm doing and what I want to do and help people as a health coach? Um, So I started this blog. I had no idea what I was doing, but it was a lot of fun. And that was, um, yeah, about ten years ago now, to be honest, or eleven years ago. when I had kind of graduated and we went over and did that. So, I mean, honestly, fast forward, it's just been a lot of fun. Like I I ran this business as I was supporting him in his career and uh, we were in Klotun and we came back actually to North America for a year and then we went back to Germany for four years. <laughs> and then in this time, I've just kind of been sprinkling in, you know, the health coaching that I do, I started a hockey inspired clothing company five years ago with one of my best friends. Um, So it's been a lot of fun. I mean, I, I love my family. I'm like obsessed with the journey that we've had up until this point. Um, Love the work that I do. So I don't know, life is full. Like everyone's (laughs) yeah. And even right now, like, you know, it's a new season, we're doing some homeschooling and Oh my gosh. So just, there's never a dull moment, but that's a little bit about who we are and what I'm up to.
1: Yeah, well, you are killing it. Did you have your kids
0: overseas? Or did you have them when you got back to Canada? You know what, the way it worked out, we were trying to plan and it it did work out um, for the most part. But both of our kids were born on Canadian soil. So I was always kind of pregnant through um, the hockey season. And then I Yeah, we actually had both of them were actually born at home, um, home, home births, And um, so, yeah, no, they were all like kind of in Canada. And then I would have them for a few months and then we'd get on an airplane and go overseas.
1: Oh, amazing. So they've kind of experienced the hockey life over in Europe a little bit as well
0: then? Yes, they did. So Sloane, our oldest, she was, yeah, she was three months old when we went to our first team in East Germany and then the next year uh we were in berlin so and then roman yeah he was like four months old they were born like 22 months apart so um the next year they, so sloan was really young like she actually had this really great experience at a at a kita, like little daycare preschool there in berlin but she did at the time when just as Mark was retiring. he She did, she spoke German. Like it was so cute. It was such oh. a cool experience. And we talk about that so much with them. We really do dream of taking them back when they're just a little bit older because it was such like such an amazing experience to have them over there. For sure, some tough times. Like I'm not downplaying the hard part of having your family overseas away from your support system. But I just feel like we just got to be our own little unit. We always had these awesome teams and awesome communities within the teams that it made it feel like home and it was always such a great experience for our families to be able to travel to so we always had lots of visitors coming and going but I don't think like I think Sloan maybe remembers a bit of it and you show her pictures you know we talk about it sometimes but Roman he was too young to really remember that but I remember a lot of those times you know just really being with them overseas and those experiences we had.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think just like you guys as parents, those are going to be special memories for you, you know, that you can hold on to throughout your life. So that's really cool. And hopefully you guys can go back someday and show them, show them their, their roots when they were really, really young.
0: (laughs) I know we do dream of that. Hopefully one of these days we'll be able to do it when they would each even be able to remember it a little bit more for sure.
1: Yeah. Okay. So I got a bunch of questions about when your little ice tribe is going to open back up your shop, which is so adorable. And I know that you guys closed it down just due to like some COVID restrictions and things like that. Do you have a date when you're going to be opening that back up?
0: You know what? Oh, thank you so much. I am like... It's been a really, this has been one of the hardest things through COVID for me personally, is that our shop had to close. Um, so about, I just wanna backtrack a bit and and also give a huge thank you to anyone who has purchased our stuff because our hockey family has been so supportive. Like obviously people I know personally, but there's been lots of you that I don't know personally. And I just wanna say thank you so much and believing in what we did. So five years ago, it was actually when I was in Germany, um, I had just had Roman. I remember I was not sleeping very much. I was wondering if I was going crazy like coming up with this business idea. <laughs> Worked on it kind of for about a year. It was really hard to find, you know, like Canadian made manufacturing and coming up with all the processes because it was certainly not in my wheelhouse, nothing I had experience in. But I felt really determined to give back to hockey and everything it had given our family. And I loved the creative process of coming up with uh, a lot of the designs. So, you know, we had a great run. The first few years we, we were doing it all. Like, honestly, the first year my mom was, was had all of our inventory and was shipping it while I was overseas and my business partner was in uh, Grand Prairie Alberta where she was living at the time (laughs) and then we moved back home and I ran it from like our house like shipping stuff and then we built a space um, and then we had it all there but we made a partnership about a year ago Uh, and it was going to really allow us to like scale up, take some of the stuff that was really hard in the, in this type of business and let us to kind of grow it. Well, then COVID happened, which was such a bummer. So Mm -hmm. our inventory is currently, um, in a different location and we're in the process of getting that back and kind of seeing what that means now and how we're going to move forward. But as soon as I know, when I have my stuff, (laughs) I'm going to let you guys know. Um, and we do, you know, we have all our stuff again. It's been such a fun Business to have, and it it really feel like I I love it. It never feels like work. Um, and again, yes, as soon as I have an opening date, we will for sure be sharing it on social media. We'll send a newsletter out to all of our uh, community as well. Who's been so supportive. Um, so I'm hoping there's no concrete date, but I'm hoping really, really soon. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I cannot wait. I'm definitely going to be ordering some stuff whenever you guys
1: open back up because it is so cute. Oh, thanks. Oh, I love it. <laughs> As I told you, I was doing a deep dive on your blog and your website. And I <laughs> like I seriously think I was looking at it for two hours because I just got so wrapped into your blog post. And I I just love the way that you write and express yourself. And I saw your blog post about your formula for work-life balance and I love this because I think it's something that a lot of people struggle with. And I also really liked how you, you use the word intentional because I think that sometimes we get so caught up in like going through the motions every day and we really don't slow down until we feel burnt out and stressed and overworked. So I'd love to hear a couple of your favorite tips on how to find this work-life balance.
0: Oh my gosh. Well, thank you for your sweet words. Honestly, sometimes, you know, when you put things out into the worldwide web, you just, you don't know who <laughs> is going to land or who's going to see it. And there are a lot of years of uh, stuff on there and ideas. And I I love that creative outlet, but work-life balance. like I feel like that has meant a lot of things to me over the past decade. And I think what I try to breathe life into when I work with uh, my clients and I talk, try to talk nicely to myself or my girlfriends or whatever it is, it's like, it's, it's not a balance. And I know that sounds so cliche, but I feel like it's more of a dance. It's just this constant, like these ebbs and flows of life and at different seasons, it's going to demand different parts of you and you're going to need to show up differently. And I think sometimes we're so stuck on keeping things as they are or like hold, does that make sense? Like holding tight onto what we think it should be. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. But change is inevitable, right? Like changes. And I think if I'm thinking of all of you that are still in this hockey life and you're traveling with your husbands or your partners And you've got young kids or you don't have yet kids and you're trying to hold on to your career or, you know, navigate what that's going to look like as you're creating this life together. It's constant change. Like there's nothing. So I think first of all, just having the mindset and releasing that idea that it needs to be one way, you know, like, cause, cause I just remember even that idea. I think I, if I could go backwards, if I could go backwards and tell myself, you know, like speak to myself a little more gently in those time periods when I was where you were, I would say like, just, you know, have fun, like go with the flow a little bit, trust the timing of your life. Like trust that. Um, I think for a lot of the women that I've met in hockey too, where some of us really have our own ideas of our own career and how we want to show up in the world and, and, still hold on to that piece of us and not just be their spouse, which there's nothing wrong with that. If that's like I, I wish I would have maybe given myself a bit more grace to feel that, like to mm-hmm. not be so determined on trying to create my own thing in the process. This balance, there will be times where life demands more of you and then there will be times where work demands more of you. And just like it's a dance with your partner, you know, like it's a dance with this lifestyle and I, I remember that feeling of wanting to crave routine, you know, like, okay, let's get packed up. Let's get over there. I cannot wait to be set up and then I'll get down to, you know, work and I can do this and I'll get the kids in this. But I think if I would have just been a little bit more gentle and tried to enjoy that journey a little bit more, it would have been a lot better for my physical, emotional, and spiritual self. Uh-huh. Um, but, when it, but when it comes to like creating, you get to create your life right? Like, I think a lot of us need to release this idea. And I I talk a lot about this with my clients. It's like, don't do what you think you should be doing. And don't show up as you think people are expecting you to show up. Like, what do you desire? Like, honestly, what do you want out of your life? Like, how do you want to feel each day? Because when you live a life with more intention, you're going to feel that sense of fulfillment. And no matter where you are, kind of on those ebbs and flows of work and life and what that feels like, it feels so good to put your head on your pillow at night, knowing that you designed a day that felt good for you, not anyone else, but felt good for you and that you still had flexibility to let life happen. Right? Like I think that's really, really important. I over the years have got a lot better at saying no to things or no, thank you (laughs) saying it nicely, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, creating those boundaries because you can't be everything for everyone. And I think if you're so consumed and trying to keep other people happy, What I have learned over the last decade with having my own young family is like really the only thing that matters is me and my husband, my kids, and it doesn't really matter what anyone else thinks at all. And I know sometimes a lot of us can be people pleasers or you're worrying maybe what other people are thinking, but creating those boundaries for yourself allows more time and space for you to show up in the areas that need you in that season. Um, You know, again, I think having a great team, I'm so grateful for my husband. He's an amazing man. He's an amazing husband. He's like, he's a great dad. And I love that together, we do make a good team. And We also know each other's like shortcomings, you know, like I think it's like open communication with each other and letting each other know what you need in that season from each other is really, really important. And I think if you're overseas right now, you know, find your village, ask for help. I remember when we'd set ourselves up, if I'm like, okay, I've got a deadline for work. I always was very intentional about trying to find, you know, somebody who could come into my home, even if I just popped into a bedroom and just worked for a couple hours, but the kids were happy. Um, you know, I'd ask for help or offer to help other kids or other moms on the team with their kids if they could watch my kids for a little bit. So like kind of trying to get creative and create that village for yourself, whatever that is, if that's in the off season, or if it's in season that you're kind of creating your people, your village, because that goes a long way and just that support um, for you. And I think, again, just being super realistic on, on what you can get done. If you have a young family and I know everyone's at different ages and stages on this journey, but it's, I was, <laughs> I tend to be kind of, I was hard on myself too many times where I would set unrealistic timelines. So that whole life work, harmony and that dance, I was kind of sabotaging it for myself, you know, by trying mm-hmm. to expect too much out of myself. Um, so I would just say like, really try to be, more realistic, like definitely set like big goals and whatever it is that feels good on your heart, like go for it, but also just be realistic as you're reverse engineering that goal and how you're going to get there because there's nothing worse than feeling guilt when you're trying to grow in the process of it. Um, and again, as a health coach, like I cannot say this enough. You need to look after yourself, like first and foremost, self-care yes it can be a super cliche term or you know if you're you know you gotta fill your cup up but honestly there there is you're not going to have the capacity and the ability to wear all the hats that you need to wear in this work-life uh, dance that we're doing if you don't take care of yourself and it's not selfish and you should not be made to feel bad if you if you need a few minutes to yourself and sometimes we have to get really creative with how we're creating and customizing that in our own life again seasons are different as kids are changing or you're moving or ugh, there's so many things going on um but it just is so so important for you to identify what you need in the season wherever you're at right now and create the space for it because it doesn't just happen. <laughs> oh
1: my gosh, I'm just, I literally just sat through that and I just was nodding the whole time because I truly agree with everything that you're saying. And I think that we do find ourselves, you know, comparing where we're at to where other people are at. Like it's yes. so easy to see everybody's highlight reel on social media and feel like we should be at this point in our life. And I don't know if you felt this way while you were in, you know, the hockey lifestyle as well, but seeing people who were maybe not moving around so much in their career and having more stability than we do and can, kind of comparing our lifestyle to theirs when there's really no comparison.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. That's, I think if anyone tells you that they don't have those feelings or they haven't had those feelings, they're just not telling you the truth. Yeah. And I and I think as as self aware as we all are, like we all know that that we shouldn't be looking at other people's things and comparing it to ourselves. But what I find myself at times, and in the women that I work with as well too, like we're constantly in this distraction state, right? Like the scroll, the, the mm-hmm. whether you just need to like go on autopilot for a bit, which is fine, but it's like all of a sudden it starts messing with your psyche. You're right. You're looking at what other people are doing, and I. I think the thing I have to talk to myself about this sometimes too, because yeah, three young kids, my husband is still traveling. There's still things that I, I wish, you know, maybe I wish I was further ahead in my career. I wish I was further ahead in other parts of my um, personal life, whatever that might mean. Um, But it's like remembering, like trust the process. There is more than enough for all of us. You're writing your own story and, and no matter what it is, whatever work you do, I feel like a lot of, um, women in hockey too. You know, I think a lot of us start up these little you know, side hustles or are entrepreneurs or cause want that flexibility and want to be able to take it with us, whatever that means. I just feel like just you are you, you know, like really put the blinders on. There's times where I literally have to stop watching social media. If I find myself making decisions or trying to go after things that I'm watching other people do, I'm like, whoa, whoa that's not for me that, you know, that's not, or that's not for me right now. And that's okay. There's no, there's no wrong way to do this thing. But all I do know is that we get one chance at this life. And I guess my, my biggest thing every single day, the reason why, um, I want to show up in the world the way that I do is I really do feel like I'm living my legacy. Like I want my kids to see that anything's possible. I want them to see that, What we did as a family, I didn't lose myself in the process of supporting my husband that I, I want to help other people, you know, like, we all are going to have whatever is on our heart to create in this world. But you're right, that like comparison piece is a killer of creativity, a killer of like, creating that vision and designing the life with intention that you want. So please, if you find yourself in that season or in that moment, and we all have our weak moments, right? Where you're just doing the scrolling you're like, oh man, that looks so nice. And oh God, they're doing that. That would be a great idea. It's like, well, no, like, is that for you? You need to have those filters to be like, why, why do I feel that way? Um, and then again, integrate in some different routines and rituals in your life that you are going to support you as you create the life that you want to do, whether it's journaling or it's, you know connecting or collaborating with other women that like inspire you. I really love that like the kind of that mastermind idea of getting around people who you really look up to that are doing big things in the world um or are just similar, you know similar but still have different ideas that are really going to fuel you forward so that you can find what it is that you're meant to do.
1: Yeah, I love that. And I also yeah, just what you said about learning how to say no. I think that's something that I am still working on, right? Like I do find myself people pleasing sometimes, and I need to be more intentional about really feeling what my initial response is to maybe going somewhere or saying yes to something. And if I'm on the fence, I just really need to trust myself and be like, okay, (laughs) that's a no, because that's what my body's telling me. And, you know, otherwise, if you wind up saying yes and over committing yourself, you get yourself in these situations or commitments that you really don't want to be in. So, yeah, I just love those points. Everything that you said is just so spot on. And yeah, you're right. It is not like, you'll never have 100% balance. It's a dance. And I just, I love that analogy.
0: Yeah. And I think I love what you said about like, if I listen long enough, my body knows. And I think again, in this distracted society, we tend to be in so often and with all the demands, like, I don't know. I obviously at the time of this recording, we're just working through covid and we're kind of starting to come out of hopefully on the other side of things. But there's been so many, like for myself personally too, we talked about silver linings. Like this time has really, really made me stop and assess. And our bodies do know if we listen, like I think that distracted, that go, 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 that hustle, hustle, hustle. And you know, even with the ages our kids are at, like activities and my husband traveling, me trying to do my own thing. And you know, it was just this, it was so busy. And I hate that we're busy, but it was just full. Like everything was so full, but we were literally forced to stop, (laughs) be together. And there were so many moments where I was like, wow, you know, where was I spending my time? What were my energy like, and where were my energy leaks? You know, what was I saying yes to that I really did not need to. And now moving into this new season, I'm just really super committed to, only taking on what does feel good. What is the needle movers? What is going to be the right choice for myself and for my family? I'm not going to just do stuff because I think I should be. Mm-hmm. And I think that can be applied to all areas of our life, obviously, motherhood, work, marriage, whatever it is, uh, Well, wellness. It's like if your body does know, but so many of us have lived in this constant distracted state and thinking that someone else needs to tell us what we need to do When if we really just stop and pause and listen or become aware, have some of those awareness, mindful tools, we do know what we need. Like we know what our family needs. We know what our kids need. Trust that, trust your gut. Um, Because again, I think in this time, you realize like nobody's coming to save us. Like you, what we can control was it is within the four walls of our own home and focusing your energy there will have massive benefits now in the short term but also in the long term. So, what what
1: would you say to people that feel like they have to say yes as an obligation and that sometimes might go to like extended family or you know, a best friend or something. And you know, I find myself doing it too sometimes where I'm like, I feel like I have to say yes because it's this person or because of this situation. And like how do you work through those kinds of you know, sticky situations
0: where you don't want to hurt someone's feelings, but you also know that's not the best decision for you. Well, and that's such a great question. And I would never claim to say that I have it all figured out all of the time. But what I do find has been helpful, especially as our family gets a little bit older, is like, I just have to be so crystal clear on where we're going in the sense of like, what what is what are my commitments? So say I'm even looking at my calendar for the week ahead. Like I love a Sunday well spent where I get to take a peek at what the week looks like. And if I have somebody, you know, send me a text message or send me an email, I have boundaries on my time. Like I'm not, I've had to work to not be super accessible to people all of the time. So if people, and it's a joke, my dad is always like, oh, thanks for texting me back two days later. I mean, if it's like urgent, of course, I'm going to pick up the phone and talk (laughs) to my my dad or whatever. But I I honestly, I've had to set those boundaries where I walk away from my phone. I don't let other people's agendas dictate where my energy goes in the day. Because if you really think about, so I don't know, you know, maybe you have a more specific example, but if you have requests coming in for your time, whether it's to meet up for coffee or to jump on on a FaceTime or to whatever, you know, like if you're constantly reacting, to the agendas of other people, you're never gonna get the movement and flow in your own life and accomplish the things that you need to accomplish, whether that's personally, professionally, whatever that is. So for example, like right now in my week, I'm I'm at home with the kids, we're home, doing homeschooling. I've also brought in some help to support us, but I, like today, today as, as we're recording this, this is the one day that I have to do my work. So I have to be so laser focused on what I'm saying yes to, is that gonna move the needle for me? is it kind of filling my cup in the sense of it's moving me closer to where i want to go whether it's my health whether you know it's like i just really have to get so clear on that and don't be afraid to push things a little bit too like if it's if it's something that doesn't need to be done today or tomorrow like bump it or remove it from your calendar um, or set up designated days you know sometimes i'll be like okay friday's kind of our free day if somebody wants to hang out with us, that's kind of a day that it's going to work for us because I really have to be clear about where our time and energy is going Monday to Thursday. Um, so I don't know if that answers your question a bit, but I just yeah, feel like you sure. just have to like be clear on what it is. And I, I find that journaling, you know, doing my brain dump every morning and kind of journaling again, where I want to go with my family and how I want to feel as a mom and a wife and an entrepreneur that helps me create what my day feels like and subsequently my week. So when I do my Sunday kind of like planning and, and looking ahead, sometimes I just drop things, you know, I'm like, you know what, that's not, that does not need to be a priority right now that can wait. Um, and if I'm feeling like it's other people, you know, my husband and I are, are pretty clear. We love when people just drop in and hang out. Like we, we love entertaining all of our family is within like 10 minutes of us. So we get lots of that time but sometimes we do just have to say you know what today's not going to be a great day and if you're somebody who's a people pleaser maybe you have kind of come up with this like what your automated email might look like you know it's like um I would love to do that my next available time to be able to do that is you know maybe it's a Friday and tell them like don't just let other people dictate how you're going to be spending your time because I think the minute you like you feel empowered when you're doing that when you're kind of reclaiming where Where your time and energy is going. And you don't have to be mean. You don't have to be confrontational or hurt people's feelings or be abrupt when you're doing it. But if you are really just clear on what's important to you and being realistic again with your timelines and what is needed of you, you hopefully will avoid that like overwhelm and that burnout feeling when you're giving too much all the time. So I know that you
1: kind of mentioned or you brought up COVID, which is just so prevalent right now in this. Day and age, and I know that people aren't really doing a ton of traveling, but you know, I think so many of us are are starting to head overseas if you're not already here, and we're you know we're traveling a lot, we're moving all over the world, and I think it's so easy to fall off track while doing so with our you know health goals and stuff like that. I'm one thousand percent guilty of doing this. when I'm traveling, I feel like anything and everything goes out the window. Like I will mm-hmm. be at the airport, I'll just grab whatever, you know, crappy food is right there because it's convenient. And I really need to, you know, <laughs> zone in on this and like be a little bit more prepared. Again, going back to your blog, I loved your blog about healthy traveling tips. What are some things that you always bring on your carry-on that kind of help you stay on track with this?
0: Oh gosh, lots of things, right? I, I, Despite how many times we traveled, I am still, I feel like I'm not the greatest packer, but I am very intentional about the products that I do bring um, on in the flight with us and also just to set us up. So like, I'm sure you all have your own favorite things from home, you know, that you kind of stock up before you head over. And truthfully, we just, we really did just live out of bags. I, even traveling with kids, I didn't bring we just brought the essentials, you know, I kind of figured anything else we need over there we can get, but it's amazing what you're able to live with um, out of a few bags. (laughs) But honestly, my health products were always just because of our lifestyle and you know, the way that the things that we like, I always had kind of backups of my favorite vitamins, you know, my essential oils. I love essential oils. So like a lot of those products, my diffusers, you know, all the things that I help or I use to create a healthy home and kind of design that for my family, I was always very intentional to bring with me. Um, So in terms of like, my kids are now at the age where I can pack their own little backpacks and, and they can help me with it. But at the time when we were overseas, I was the one hauling everything plus a baby on the front and a carrier and oh my goodness, running through the airports. (laughs) So anyways, it's funny to think back to those times Um, or the one time that my step or my mother-in-law, she was supposed to come on the flight with me. And her passport had expired. Oh no! Was it going to expire within, or what was it? It was going to be expired within th- under three months. By the time she was going to be returning, it was under that three months. So oh, they did not gosh. let her come on the <gasps> flight with me. Stop. Oh my gosh, I'm my heart's like I'm sweating a little bit thinking about it right now. <laughs> it was so true it was slightly traumatic, but it was one of those moments. sorry, I'm sidetracking. No, it was you're like one of those moments we were like, okay, like am I gonna do this? We were trying to see if we could f- switch our flights. I remember we like went off to the side. Roman was four months. Sloan was just over two. I had like a bag for my mother-in-law. I had a bag for me. I think Sloan maybe had her own little small little bag. And they were like, you know, it's going to be ridiculous to rebook, not possible. So I looked at her and with tears in my eyes, I was like, I'm going to do it. And Mark had been gone for, I think, almost two months, maybe like he had been gone for a little bit. So I took these two little kids. we were almost late. we were like running through the airport, Romans on front. And I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> Thank God I don't have a dog. Um, oh but anyways, God. I'm like, oh my gosh. Right. So I did not pack as smartly that time. Oh my gosh! Um, And and side note,
1: this is this like defines being a hockey wife. Like this (laughs) stuff happens all the time. Like I feel like there can never just be a smooth travel day. There is always something that comes up (laughs) within the day that just throws off your whole plan. You just can have no
0: expectations because anything could happen. (laughs) Oh my gosh! And right, just the mindset because I always just felt that too. I'm like, you know what? In eight hours. I will be in the same country as my husband. I will have some help. Like we will get there. And I will never forget that flight because Roman, like the kids were great on the flight, but I remember there was this person sitting in front of me. And as we're going up into the air and I'm not somebody that's confrontational, like I do not like that, but he put his, he was mad that he was sitting by kids like, Oh, sorry about your luck. And he like pushed his chair back as we're going up and almost hit Roman in the head. Cause I had him like on my body And all these people around us are like looking at him being like, what are you doing? Here's this poor mom who clearly looks slightly fragile right now. (laughs) She's supposed to have help. Um, And the the flight attendants were so lovely. Like they were, I had these like angels kind of drop in through my flight. I had this guy who must have felt very sorry for me as my two-year-old was having a meltdown by the baggage claim and i had roman and trying to haul all of our luggage off he like walked me through the gate to get to mark with all of our bags and i like could have just hugged him um and i was like man what an adventure that's one for the books (laughs) and now you can look (laughs) at it
1: and it's a good story right but at the time it's it's very overwhelming and probably stressful and you probably want to (laughs) cry
0: Oh my gosh. There was many moments, but you see what you're, you're built of, right? You see what you're made of. And I'm sure so many of you have had those experiences. Oh my gosh. Some of my girlfriends, even with their animals traveling overseas, the stories that they had. Um, but anyways, yes, travel. I mean, it's always an adventure. So when I'm packing, I really do try to be as prepared I've learned over the years that I would sometimes pack too much, but having healthy snacks on hand obviously was always very important with me for me with the kids. So I try to like have it kind of separated out and try to, you know, kind of sprinkle it in throughout the flight. Our kids at the time, honestly, I never really packed like iPads. I probably would now just the ages that they're at and um, where the everything in the world is now, but I would usually just have books, a couple small, like kind of sensory toys I would have, you know, I kind of condensed some of my favorite essential oils for immune system support, or, um, I had my favorite hand sanitizer, which is a cleaner alternative, which I would always have, you know, kind of the essentials for myself. If I had a moment in the bathroom where I could just put on some lip gloss or curl my eyelashes (laughs) or a little like face mist spray or something. Um, oh my gosh, what else would I have? Like just, yeah, just stuff to kind of keep us occupied. Who I, oh my gosh, I've never been able to watch a movie or read a book really in flight, but (laughs) for a long time. But um, just having, yeah, some stuff for the kids to kind of keep them occupied. And I think the best thing that you can pack is a, mindset that is just yeah. knows that it's very temporary that you can do it. Um and just to try to enjoy it as much as possible. Cause now that I look back on it, it's like, oh my gosh, that was such a little blip on the radar, right? Like it seems like such a big deal when you're going through it and I'm not downplaying that, but Just try to make the most of it. Try to see the world through your, if you have kids, through your kids' eyes. Like, what a cool experience for them. Um, And I just am very intentional, again, about just having stuff to keep us on track so we don't have to rely on the stuff at the airports, um, that I just kind of have everything we need in one spot. And um, I think just a little, having a plan goes a long way, for sure, that you don't feel like you're playing catch-up the whole time. And I, you know, tea, I bring tea, I bring some of, like, my, like, a natural energy drink that I like for the kids. Um. yeah, just like some of the stuff just to keep us on track for that, whatever that travel time is and, and feeling good. And, I, and it also go, even goes backtracks a little bit too. I was always very intentional, like always, but especially in the weeks leading up to really focus on immune support and just supporting their bodies, um, just knowing what they're going to be exposed to in the airports and stuff. Those hard times where you're having stressful travel
1: days, like you're not like explaining it as you're going through it. So that's not to say like, of course, I'm sure there was times that it was hard for you, but I love that you're able to come on and just share your experience. Cause it might help someone, you know, that's, that's going through <laughs> it in the next couple of weeks
0: that can take a little bit of information yes. and apply it to their own lives. Yeah. I yeah, love that. And I think it just, Oh, good. And I and I feel like, right, we all have our own different priorities too and whatever. I, I always loved seeing what people would bring from home, you know, like certain yeah. bake, baking supplies and things that like we couldn't find over there. But I'm sure even now, I mean, again, we've been home for four years with whatever, the Amazons and all these places now that are just <laughs> everywhere. I feel like you could probably find most things, but I always like bringing a little slice of home, but also trying to adapt to the world that we were in and not trying to, think that it should be Canada or, you know what I mean? Like just trying to make the most of our experience over there.
1: Yeah. And I, someone also suggested a good tip is to go to the dollar store and get little gifts for your kids and wrap them as presents and bring them on the plane and throughout the flight, give them these little presents to open just to keep them entertained.
0: Oh, Yeah, Yeah, like little, like whatever, (laughs) a little toy, just something to keep their attention for at least three minutes. Yeah,
1: exactly. You're going to have to get a lot of presents, but
0: (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a cute idea. I do like that. That's great. Yeah. So
1: I know we're recording in October, but this episode will come out early November. So I thought it would be great to touch on some healthy habits that we can implement going into the winter months. and. How to kind of reduce our holiday stress, so to speak?
0: Oh my gosh, yes. This is such a great question. And I think I love that people bring more attention into well-being, um, especially heading into the fall and winter months with everything going on in the world and especially leading up to the holidays. But what I want to remind everybody is like, this is is an everyday thing. You know, like I think you're going to feel ahead of the curve if you don't just try to make it work seasonally for example so and and also recognizing every season is going to look differently but i do think bringing some intention into how you're designing health in your home especially heading into the fall and winter months is going to be effective and helping the body and the mind to kind of stay in this level of homeostasis that you're not riding the waves of um, illness and you know just constantly Um, also, what I say to moms a lot of the time too, is like, don't be afraid of your kids. I know, again, with everything going on with COVID, I'm speaking more to just like the everyday colds and flus that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can see people now and the people I work with too, you know, people are so afraid of getting sick. But I'm reminding people like, listen, it is our bodies are meant to be challenged. Our bodies are so smart if you give them what they need. But let's like just peel back the layers and get back to the basics. So proper nourishment, like, Always, you know, doing the best that you can. I like to give this idea of like, I'm sure you've heard it, the 80-20 rule. Like 80% of the time, do the best that you can. Make mindful choices. Try to like do your best. The other 20% of the time when you're maybe out at a restaurant or it's a birthday or whatever, have the piece of cake, have the cookie, the homemade cookie, like, and fully enjoy it. But it's when our when that like those ratios are off a lot, that's obviously you're not gonna be feeling your very best. And nourishment is often overlooked. We're looking for the quick fix. You know, we want somebody to give us something that's gonna make us feel really well. But if you are like building up your body to be strong and to be resilient and to trust that it can do what it needs to do, food is like one of the number one things for sure. You know, like even just sticking to proper hydration you know bringing in some of those warming foods at this time of year like the soups and the stews and teas and all that sort of stuff uh i always you know with my kids we we up our supplement protocol like yes having a great meal plan so to speak and and proper nourishment through the day is ideal but there are a lot of areas that we might miss that our body could use a lot of extra support so you know in the summer months i start to kind of compile my list and and some of the things that we like to use in our home um so that's a part of our day heading into the fall and winter months and the holidays um you know just focusing on c- trying to stay consistent you know like especially heading into the if the holidays are really hard i know when people are overseas it's a little bit different because your holidays might not be what they are when they're at home when when we're home now oh my gosh we've got like five or six different family meals over so many days and And yes, that can (laughs) leave you feeling not your best. Um, But I always try to tell my clients too, like even if you stuck to three non-negotiables, like what if heading into this new season, there's three things you're going to do every single day. I think we can all agree that we could stick to that. So, you know, for a lot of people, proper hydration. I'm going to drink enough water through the day. Um, I'm going to set myself up with success. I'm going to have my supplements or my vitamins kind of laid out and ready to go where I can see them. So I take them consistently. And if I don't know how to do that, then I'm going to set a little notification to my phone, like whatever it is to make sure that it happens. And maybe movements, another one, you know, like I, every single day, no matter if I have that turkey dinner, um, or if I'm whatever, even if I'm not feeling hundred percent, I'm going to get outside. I'm going to go for a 30 minute walk. Um, or I'm going to find that, you know, video and do some yoga and some stretching or whatever it is. But I think if you just always know that you're showing up for yourself every single day, you do three things for yourself, you get creative with where you're going to, you know, put that into your day, you're always going to stay more kind of even keel. Mm -hmm. And I just don't want people to arrive, you know, that push for January and the new year's resolution and thinking we're going to be a completely different human in two weeks (laughs) It's like, no, like, let's just, let's go with the flow. Let's just always show up for ourselves, no matter how big or how small it's something and try to create that consistency. Because I mean, that's how you're going to get closer to whatever that goal might be, that health goal, or, you know, having more sustainable energy throughout your day. It doesn't, you have to generate it. It doesn't just happen. You have to be really mindful of like how you are showing up for yourself. And um, it is those simple things that will often make a huge, huge difference. You know, getting to bed on good time in good time and creating some healthy kind of bedtime hygiene um, so that you can restore and you can wake up feeling better. Um, So there are lots of other ways that you can obviously do it, but I think mindset's everything. Um, finding joy when, when you are going through seasons of celebration or whatever, but also just maybe try to stick to three non-negotiables that, you know, are going to make you feel good no matter what else happens throughout the day. Do you have any
1: favorite meals that you like to kind of keep on rotation at your house?
0: I love, like I, I love having healthy food, but I do not love being a slave in my kitchen. Like I'm not into that. I some people love spending lots of time in their kitchen for me. The reward is like that it's healthy, it's nourishing, it tastes delicious. Um, I mean, first and foremost, I try to make most of our food in our own kitchen, like, we don't get takeout very often, we don't go to restaurants. I really try to prioritize um, our food dollars into food that is going to be really good for us because that is really important to me. Believe me, I love a date night out and going out for dinner, but most of the time I'm very intentional about what I do in our home. So I love to say to people like, you know, some people are like, you know, meal prep for four hours a week and do that. I just feel like it's setting most people up for failure in a lot of ways. But what I do think is important is to have a bit of a plan, a flexible plan, have an idea of maybe even if it's just like three dinners for the week, like being intentional. Um, I love some of like, I use a uh, meal subscription, like, uh, goodfood.com. I use that here in Canada right now. I know there's other ones out there too. I like to sometimes bring that in because I know it's still healthy and it helps me out if I'm mm-hmm. feeling like not as creative or I know it's going to be a busier week for us. So that's something I lean on, but for sure my kids, like we do love soups. Um, my kids love, um, Oh my gosh. Like I do a lot of like one pot meals too, with like, Gluten free pasta and pesto and a protein. My kids also like to just pick away at different things too, and I always just try to like (laughs) sneak in other things. So if I'm doing a pasta dish, I'll do like you know some hemp hearts and like some olive oil and some fresh herbs and and spices that like are kind of challenging their palates, but it's also there's a lot of health benefits to them as well too. Um, And I would also just say like don't overcomplicate what you think it needs to be. Like I'm really just one for more simple meals. Um, Eileen, I don't love a lot of kitchen gadgets, but if I can use, like, I just got an Pot. I have to figure out how to actually use it. I'm late oh my to gosh. party.
1: Your life um, will forever be changed in the winter time. It is the best. Do you love it? I love it. For, it's, you can make a whole chicken in
0: an Instant Pot in 20 minutes. I mean, I have my girl, so I'm so anti like extra, like I like minimalism. I think that came from actually living in Europe and only living with what we had in our bags and not uh-huh. having a lot. Like I can't. Right. Like I can't stand a lot of clutter. I don't love a lot of gadgets. Um, but what I, my girlfriends, I have so many girlfriends that are like, love it. And some clients that are like, it is like life changing. So I finally got one. It's still in the box. I think part <laughs> of it feels a little like, I'm like, okay, I got to figure this thing out. But my slow cooker up until now has been a really kind of helpful, you know, thing. And, and what I would say, even just to backtrack so you feel prepared, I really believe in a night well spent, like how I said, a Sunday well spent. I think taking a little chunk of time, like 30 to 45 minutes the night before to have an idea about what is breakfast going to be? What is dinner going to be? Don't let the day just dictate what happens so you feel like you're constantly catching up and like, oh my gosh, we're going to run and get takeout tonight because I didn't think about it. Mm -hmm. I mean, every night there's dinner. I know you're not always going to feel super stoked about creating it um but whatever you can do the night before even for five or ten minutes chop, chop up some stuff or have the protein set out maybe you're marinating in something or you can just have the ingredients together or you have the, the instant pot pulled out or whatever it is it's like just some intention to, um i think goes a long way and again just catering like catering to what your family likes like we you know I, we have animal protein a couple times um a week for our our evening meal, but I'm trying to sprinkle in a few more plant-based meals as well too and challenge what my kids love. But yeah, seasonally we're more into like the warming foods or stir fries and things like that. They really love that kind of, kind of food.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely going to start doing the night before thing. Cause I think that's something that I am guilty of and my husband as well. Like five o'clock will roll around and we're like, what are we doing for dinner tonight? I don't know. And then we want something, but we don't have it. Then we have to go to the store. Then we're eating super late. So I love like doing it the night before, not even in the morning, the night before taking 10 minutes, just having a conversation. And then you can plan the next day around it. You know, obviously like, like you, I don't love being in the kitchen all day, making food, (laughs) you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner, I get so, oh, I feel like I'm always doing dishes, but I do think it's good to have a plan. Otherwise you're right. You do start to make these kind of quick decisions for
0: convenience. And again, there will be those days. I'm not saying that we don't have those days as well too, (laughs) but like most of the time, if you could be somewhat intentional and have an idea, don't just like, yeah, roll into the seeing how it's going to unfold, like reclaim some of that power and, and feel it just feels good. Even going to bed the night before and being like, okay. This is what the day I hope it feels like. I'm going to still remain flexible, but this is what my goals are. I think it goes a long way in in helping you stay consistent um, so that it's kind of wellness and health and being intentional in your life is an everyday thing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. If someone wanted to find you, find your blog, um, Little Ice Tribe,
0: all of that stuff, where can they find you? Well, thank you so much for having me. So um, my website is natashabell.com, littleicetribe.com. Instagram is usually where I like to spend a lot of my time. So my Instagram handle is natashabell.co. Uh, dot co. Um, and I'm going to give you guys, I would love to give an offer as well to you. So I will get you, you can share that in the show notes, but I did create a membership space, um, within this last year, it's kind of where I'm doing all of my health coaching and it's called the thrive society. Um, and my idea was that instead of, you know, I I've worked with a a lot of women in a one-on-one health coaching setting. But I realize a lot of people don't maybe prioritize that or they, they don't do that until they're really unwell. But my passion, the heart behind what I do is really just giving women the tools to bring ownership into their life, to, to live with more intention. Um, and so I'd love to give a little offer of a few three months. Oh my goodness. three Three, <laughs> three, three months in this space um, just to show you what it could feel like to be supported in a community of women, if, if health and well being and balance and motherhood and um, is kind of a goal of yours, I would love to welcome you into it. You can check it out and see if it's for you and just kind of try it out. Um, but I'll definitely pass it along to you. If anyone wants to Aww. come and hang out in the membership space for a bit, because um, so I just, again, in this, Oh my gosh, it's my pleasure. Because honestly, in this, in this time in the world right now, like I think people are just looking for that kind of connection, that purpose we want to feel better. We're being more mindful of our health. And I just think there's so much power when you can collaborate with other women and and be in a supportive, positive space. Um, So yeah, so I love hanging out on Instagram to sharing more about what we're doing. That's where I'm doing my health coaching. And as soon as Little Ice Tribe is up and running, I will certainly let you guys know. But thank you to everyone who's been so supportive over the last five years and that as well too.
1: Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed that episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. See you next week.